Again to another episode of Right Angle Donuts. I am uh, Josh, and uh, we've got Josh as well. Um, I want to let the Hello. I want to let the audience know that this episode of Right Angle Donuts is going to be a little bit different this week, on account that Stat is not with us tonight. So we're a mini episode. Uh, a little different than than what we've done in the past, but uh, Stat had to work tonight, and Unser and I still felt compelled to to do another podcast, and so that's exactly what we're doing tonight. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what we're doing. So anyway, so so, so how's your weekend been so far, Yunz? Oh, I've been pretty good. So kind of hung out with the family uh, today, all day today, and uh, watched. Duke beat the snot out of North Carolina, which is always fun. Um, so yeah, good good day all nice. around. I'd say I did uh, I did grill or not really grill. I cooked. Uh, um, we had these two New York strips in the freezer, and I thawed them out and cooked them in the cast iron skillet. And that was probably one of the best steaks I think I've ever really? cooked um, on there. I was. It's going to be hard for me to <laughs> go back to grilling them. After doing nice. that, I don't. So. I don't have a cast iron skillet, but I've always wanted one. But uh, yeah, right. <clears throat> we don't uh, have a grill or a gas stove. We just have a flat top, so you can't put a cast iron skillet on that on the grill, I guess, and uh, and put that way. But why, why can't you put a a cast iron skillet on a I don't know, it gets too hot or something. I don't know. This just it's frowned upon. Yeah. I don't know. I just follow the yeah, I well, just follow the rules. My glass top seemed to work. Really? Fine so you have okay, iron, well so, then I'm gonna buy one. But I don't know. Don't don't do that and then have to be forced to get a new uh stove. Uh new oven altogether. Yeah, exactly. But no, really no issues. But yeah, I did a butter base on there and did you know, put some rosemary in while I was cooking it. And let it rest, and it it turned out perfect. So, I could literally cut it with my fork. I didn't even have to use a steak knife, and it's just like, all right. I don't think I'm ever going back. That sounds good. So, so I so. I did something similar today, where uh, Avery and I had to run a few errands, and so we we stopped off at Fairway, and you know, since we're so close to St. Patrick's Day, they had a bunch of those corned beefs, you know, that you could, corned beef briskets that you could buy. So I bought two of them. I threw one in the deep freeze, but then I threw one on the smoker uh, this afternoon and just kind of let it go. We didn't, we were, you know, just doing odds and ends stuff around the house today. And so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to throw it on there. And let me tell you, it's absolutely delicious. I love I love doing corned yeah. beef on the smoker. So, um, so I got some of that for lunches this week. So I'm pretty stoked about it. Yeah, just out of uh, complete randomness. But do you bring your lunch to work, or do you? How do you normally de- when you're in the office? I know you're normally out and about sometimes. It depends. Sometimes, sometimes I take lunches with me, um, and then when I'm traveling. Obviously, I'm not, but you know, it just depends on my mood for the day. How how much of a rush I'm in that morning? Do I have something to put together, or do I put it together the night before? 
Um, it just really depends. And then it really also is contingent on how many meetings I have the following day. So there's a lot, sure. a lot of times where I'm just bouncing from meeting to meeting and then I'll just grab something quick. Or we also have a delivery service that comes to work so I can order food online and then it's just downstairs so I can just go pick it up. But I don't know. It just depends. But, but yeah, I'm definitely not opposed to bringing lunches to work. So I'll do it. Yeah, just curious. I started doing it recently, and like it's been okay, but I I, I don't like the idea of not leaving my desk like all yeah. day, and that that's been kind of it's been pretty rough. Anyway, whatever. Well, that's not what we're no. Here to we talk are here about. to talk about movies. Uh, yeah. So, House and I, uh, just to let the audience know, <laughs> um, jokingly, we're texting each other back and forth. Uh, about what we could do a mini episode on and a topic that or a, a topic that kind of came up was uh movies that feature dogs in them <laughs> so yeah you guessed it that's what this mini episode is about it's gonna be awesome movies that that feature dogs in it so <laughs> before we get before we get started, I think that we need to go over a list of animals that aren't dogs, just so our audience doesn't get confused throughout the conversation. I think, I think that would be yeah. Important. So, like a cat, so. not a dog, N- not a dog, a dog, a cow, so. not a dog, not a dog. Yeah, a sheep. Yeah, you can't sheep? shoot those either. By the way, so uh, oh yeah, no sheep. What about a pig? There, yeah, no horse. No pigs. Not not dogs. Yeah, again, groundhog. So, <laughs> you know, I often thought it was. But <laughs> Depends on no, the size. No. But yes, so, historically, yeah. a groundhog yes. is not a dog. That reminds me on the Twitter. There's, I don't know how I got to follow this person, <laughs> but every day it's uh, the the name of it is uh, Ted Danston. Ted Danson's yeah. birthday. <laughs> And every day they post, today is not Ted Danson's birthday. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> so anytime I'm scrolling through Twitter and I see it, it's like, today is not Ted Danson's nice. birthday. I'm actually more excited to find out what happened. It, is, the- <laughs> it is his birthday um, now. So they really got me hooked. On, you know, on Ted Danson so, wears a toupee. I'm- yeah. Oh, does it really? It's a fun I fact. That. That's one fun fact for uh, for the podcast. So, Mr. Madison, what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points. And may God have mercy on your soul. Okay, a simple wrong would have done just fine, but... Uh... Well, before yeah. we get... Whole, uh, movies that feature dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and you wonder why Stat didn't want to come be a part of this. He's a cat guy anyway, yeah. so... So, what are you drinking? Let's go around the horn. You know, um, I don't know how I managed to miss Quirsite. this over time but uh no fat oh, tire yeah. has cans mm. now mm-hmm. so i have 
been drinking that for about a week now. The same beer Anytime for one I can. week or mini beers for one week? Uh, yeah, li- no, literally the same can of just 12-ounce can. I'm just trying to get through it. It's been about six days. I think I can finish it by tomorrow. But no, um, yeah, anytime we've been drinking, I've been, I've been drinking those. It's one of my favorite beers of all time yep. anyway, um, and I've kind of gotten away from it um, just because, yeah, and I found them in cans. I was like, oh, this is I was going to say, so, you've always loved Fat Tire. Like, whenever we go out, <clears throat> yeah. excuse me, whenever we go out to Colorado, it's like that's your go-to, especially if it's on draft. Yeah. Yo, oh, gosh, yeah. So, But I actually like all of their the New Belgium uh ones that they have that um what that 1554 uh that's mm-hmm. another one that's kind of that i go to all the time i love that one so but yeah fat tire is, is my definite beer of choice what about you what do you, what do you uh think well guess wine or beer uh i'm gonna i'm gonna okay, say wine correct it's a it, it's a yeah, saturday it is a saturday and actually so. Stat's really going to get pissed because I actually decided to open up a decent bottle tonight as opposed to, <laughs> as opposed to coming from a box or something. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with box so, wine. I still have fun. No, I drink, I drink a few glasses of box wine last night, but tonight I'm drinking a 2016 Silverado Cab. So. <laughs> All right. It's pretty good. I mean, might as well, right? You only live... Yeah, you only live Rome. once. No, I'm in Des Moines, say. not Rome. Oh, actually, oh, you got to be careful. Really understood that. You have to that. be careful. If we were in Rome, we would be on lockdown right now because of the coronavirus. Yeah, can you imagine how many podcasts we'd get oh. done if we were? In we'd lockdown? have like a continuous podcast. It'd be like 16 hours long. People'd be like, <laughs> "Oh my god, when is this going to end?" Oh, nope, you got another 15 hours. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you got plenty to listen to. Still, still here. <laughs> still have nothing to do. So before I'm keep talking to you. Before we get going, what what's what are some things that you're either listening to that you're really into from a cooking perspective? Or movie perspective, what are, what are you listening to? What are you watching? What are you eating? What what are some of the big things? Oh, oh yeah. Um, well, uh, as far as listening to, I've been uh, going back and listening to um, uh, event the the Horizon one. Um, Bring uh, me the Horizon. Yes. Bring me the Horizon. Jeez, my gosh. Uh, but listen to them a lot. Um, you know, Five Finger Death Punch has their new album, which is not terrible. I know you're not a big uh, uh, Five Finger Death Punch fan. You know what, though? I listened uh, to you sent one song over. I'm a little bit off today. That song. Yeah, it's a pretty good song. I could relate to it. It's not bad because everybody feels a little bit. But off I tell you, every the... once in a while. So. Yeah, yeah, every once in a while. But the real, the real sad thing that I've been listening to that I'm not proud to admit. <laughs> But uh, my daughter was playing a, a song. She was cooking or doing something in the kitchen. She had her music on, and she was playing um, uh, Ozzy Osbourne. And Post Malone did a collaboration song of one of his yeah. old songs. And it's really catchy. Like, it's really frustrating how, like, I actually like it. But it's Post Malone, so... I don't like it, but I like Ozzy. He's okay. Uh, but it's a it's a good like mix of one of his classic songs and 
And, uh, yeah, so that one's definitely been on the playlist lately. Uh, not necessarily all because of me, because anytime my daughter's in the car, she likes to listen to that one as well. You know, it's so. interesting. So Ozzy, yeah, he came out with a new album recently, and that song's on there. And I listened to it. I previewed it. And I respect Ozzy. I, you know, understand, you know, the whole Black, Black Sabbath thing and him, you know, being like the godfather of metal and all that kind of stuff. But it's really hard for me. There's only a few Ozzy songs that I'm really into. And sure, I don't know this album. It, I'm sure people love it and people are going to, you know, praise it and think that it's the best thing ever. But it's just kind of okay for me, you know? Yeah. Well, when you get to that kind of level of, you know, everybody knows who Ozzy is. And, you know, once you get to that level, it really doesn't even matter what he's putting out. If he's putting out new music or just, you know, a new album, people are going to go crazy oh, over yeah. it regardless, yeah. you know, of actually like there's definitely and I should very clearly state that there is much better music out there. Uh, but it is a it was a pretty catchy song so i was kind of digging that one all right so as far as uh as far as tv or movies or anything um yeah i've been real stuck on netflix catching up on new series and different series altered carbon season 2 came out i watched that within 2 days it nice. was really good i really liked that one kind of big in the sci-fi stuff so and you know cooking like i said i cooked that steak and that's pretty much all I've been thinking about. The whole house smells like steak. That's the downside of cooking on a cast iron in the house. You know, even if you open all the windows and doors, it still smells like smoke sure. and steak. And like they smoke a lot. You so. know, but it's it's yeah. no flash fried spinach though, is it? <laughs> yeah, what well, is? So we've had some work done on our on our ceilings in the uh, kitchen and. But it didn't, the area that we had to cut out wasn't that area over the uh, stove. So don't worry, we're still going to keep the flash fried spinach section. <laughs> we'll oh, still so be funny. there. So anytime you guys come, come visit. So what about you? What have you been listening to? Um, you know, watching. Yeah, so a couple different things. Um, so the drummer from System of a Down, John Doleman. He just mm -hmm. came out with his own self, or not self-titled, but a, uh, his own album. Um, it's called uh, These Gray Men, and he does some some covers and all that, and he has a bunch of guests on there. Um, so Serge from System of a Down is on there, and Tom Morello from um, <clears throat> Rage Against, the, Rage Rage. Against the Machines and In Shadows from um, one of your favorite bands, and uh, so it's okay. It's not bad. I've I've only previewed it, and then there's this new, uh, new metal metal band that I've I've never heard of before called Red Method. Have you ever heard of them? Yeah. Red Method. So they have a new album called For the Sick, and I was listening to it actually right before we got on the podcast. And it's a pretty decent album. It has a lot of new metal kind of themes to it, kind of sound. So, I don't yeah. know. It's something to check out. Um, yeah, yeah it's not it bad. Right and then 
lastly, kind of the third thing, the Black Dahlia murder. Uh, just they're, They came out with a new single called Verminous. Uh, I've actually been a pretty big fan of the Black Dahlia murder for quite some time. They have a lot of albums out, and they're definitely a heavy... Uh, they're a death metal band, and it's not for everybody. <laughs> but every once in a while, when I want some like, really heavy stuff, uh, Black Dahlia Murder is is a band that you can you can rely on to uh, get that heavy metal fix. So I've been listening to them. Um, they have a a song called Moonlight Equilibrium. It's from 2011, so it's a it's a fairly old song. Uh, that's one of my all time favorite songs that they've they've ever put out. So I would I would highly recommend to check it out. Uh, it's really heavy, so I'm just gonna put that out there. Uh, so, uh, but then in terms of movies, there's a couple movies that I've watched that I think well one you'll want to watch, but I think the audience will be interested in too. So Uncut Gems, the newest Adam Sandler movie. Uh, it's insane. It's wildly dark. There's, it's not funny at all. Uh, this is one movie where Adam Sandler, actually before the Oscars, he goes, if I, don't, if I don't get an Oscar nomination for this film, I'm going to produce and direct one of the worst films ever and release it. Because he was just dead set that his performance was going to win an Oscar. Uh, it's a Sad Feet Brothers movie. It's really good, but for those who are going to watch it expecting a funny Adam Sandler movie, this is not the movie for you. <laughs> it's dark. Yeah. Have, you, have you heard anything about it? Uh, no, actually. I mean, I remember him saying all that, uh, like the Oscars or award kind of issues. I remember that, uh, but to be honest, didn't put two and two together. On there is it on? Even watching yeah, I, so I, I I bought it on iTunes. Um, you bought it on iTunes. It's not it's not it's not available on it Netflix yet. It's too new of a movie, but it's yeah, it's intense. It's one of those things where, or one of those movies where you you are sitting on the edge of your seat, and it keeps you in suspense. He's this. Um, gym dealer, you know, diamonds and all that, watches, all that kind of stuff in New York City. And yeah. it's kind of like a pawn shop thing, but anyway, he's big into gambling, and so he's placing all these different bets across the city because he's trying to pay off debts and all that kind of stuff. And Oh, you know, I think I have yeah. seen the previews for that. So No, no, no. Yeah, no. It's just, Sorry. And it's just, the story starts steamrolling one after one thing after another just starts happening and you're like, Oh my God. I mean, it just starts getting out of hand and again, don't want to give it away, but I highly, you would like it. My wife would not like it. I know Amy wouldn't like it, but you know, I think that if the, uh, the wives don't like it, it's probably a pretty good movie. Yeah. That was from last year too, right? Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, yeah. It was, um, 2019 so that looks ratings look pretty good for imdb yeah saying something because they don't normally no exactly and then the other the other movie again it's kind of an indie film uh it wasn't out for very long i don't believe in the theaters 
<clears throat> it's a Casey Affleck film, but it's called Light of My Life, and it's just very well acted. Uh, it's about a, it's a father and his daughter, and they don't really give you the full story as to why, <clears throat> essentially, women went extinct, <laughs> and uh, his daughter survived when she was a baby whether it was a virus whether it was a i don't know what it was but anyway all the females in the world die off and so it's just him trying to shelter his daughter she's going through adolescence and they're trying to stay away from civilization because if anybody finds out that he has a daughter they're going to try to kill her uh because she has the plague and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, I highly recommend it. Uh, like I said, it wasn't a very well-known film, uh, but Casey Affleck's in it, and I'm a Casey Affleck fan, so I would uh, recommend the audience to go check that one out. Just out of curiosity, what is your favorite Casey Affleck uh, movie? Hmm. Do you have one? You know, that's a really good question. I don't think I have. Well, I don't think I have one. I mean, I like him. I, I agree. I think he does great in everything that he's, he's done. He's really good in Interstellar, uh, but that's not a Casey Affleck film. That's a Matthew McConaughey film. But yeah. he's really good in that one. Um, well, I don't think, I mean, he's he's good in, uh, uh, God, he's, he's been, he has been in a lot. And he's actually uh, older than you think. How old do you think he is? Forty. Close. He's forty-five. Oh yeah, I was going real high just because of you saying that. I wouldn't know. Yeah, I thought he was. No, I, I, I would have so. guessed that he was our age or maybe a little bit younger. But, um, but you know, the Ocean Ocean's Eleven, the Ocean's movie. He was in that. He's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, did you ever see Manchester by the Sea? Horrible. I didn't watch it. It was no. it's so he okay. he won an Oscar Ooh. for it, but it's one of the most depressing films that you will ever see in your life. <laughs> so yeah. I remember right after it won the Oscar, Kylie and I were like, Oh, we should watch this, you know, keep up with the all the movies and everything and so <clears throat> Kylie and I watched it and halfway through we looked at each other and we're like Jesus, this is just not a happy story. Surely it's got to get better. And it ends, and we looked at each other like, nope, it didn't get better at all. <laughs> it did not. And it kind of moved pretty slow, too, so I don't know. Yeah, well, like the, the marriage story that's on Netflix and, you know, winning all the awards and stuff. I don't, I don't get it. I can't. The marriage I story. I don't know, I don't know this just, one. Oh yeah, it's the one with the uh, um, who's the guy from uh, Adam Driver? He's in it. Who I think he won some awards based on that okay. movie. Um, but it was like a Netflix film. What's it called again? I'm going to write this down. Marriage Story. So basically, it's about like him and his wife, and they have their relationship, and then have a divorce and then are dealing with all of that. It's just like, I understand that it won all the awards and such, but, and I like Adam driver. I just I'm like, yeah, that's too, it's too heavy for me. So it's not something I want to sit down Hold and on, watch. I'm looking this one up. Yeah. No. Adam driver. Do I know him? 
Oh yeah, duh. I just um, okay. I know exactly who you're talking about now. I actually just watched today, uh, Logan Lucky, and he's in that movie. Yeah, have you seen that. that one? Yeah, uh, I have. Uh, I yeah, it was okay. So I was expecting a lot more out of it. Um, I didn't feel like it. It was that good, but it was. I enjoyed it. Clever, it, it was it, going yeah. back kind of full circle or whatever to the Ocean's Eleven. You know, it kind of had that that twist. Yeah. You know, that caper. You know, kind of robbing the bank or robbing the oh. Charlotte Speedway kind of tinge to it. Yeah. So it was. It was good. Like I said, it was good. I just I was like, meh. I probably gotcha. won't watch it again. You know, watched it one time. I was like, yeah, it was good. I'm like, it didn't kind of blow okay. me away. So, well, anyway, let's get well, to right the on. meat of this sandwich. Yeah, come on. <laughs> if we're going to have a mini episode, we need to get to the All right, heart of so this. So, the, the theme so. tonight, and Stat's really going to be pissed <laughs> off at us because when he hears that we're going to be talking about yeah. movies with dogs, he's going to be like, motherfucker, <laughs> I miss this one. Uh, I bet he already had lists like ready to go. Just in hopes that we were going to do a podcast that's going to yes, movies that feature yes. dogs in them. So right, he will be upset, but somehow he will, yeah, survive. He will survive. So to so, recap, cats, cows, sheep, and pigs are not dogs. Not dogs. Not at all. dogs. So if, not dogs. And also, just to recap, today is not. Dance's birthday. So, so for those of you looking for cats, cows, sheep, pigs, or Ted Danson's birthday, Ted Danson's do birthday. not listen. Not, Shut not going to hear podcast, it. And do not listen any further. Yeah, so, not today. So I did a little research, and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of movies out there that feature dogs. Famous movies that feature dogs. So yeah, um, one of which. I think is an all-time classic. Everybody would love the, would love it. Is Wizard of Oz and Toto? I mean, come on, what? I saw it on there. <laughs> is that one of your all-time favorite movies, or what? Uh, it is not surprising, um, but uh, it definitely would. I guess if there was going to be a top ten list of movies that feature dogs, yeah, then that would make sense. That Wizard of Oz. I mean, Toto. Toto not so. only was the star of Wizard of the Oz. Uh, Wizard of Oz, but it's also a very popular 80s band. And so um, I think Toto can really stand the test of time, no matter whether it's a movie or a band. So I think everybody would agree with that. <laughs> I do definitely hit exactly. some categories so, for us, too. Another famous movie, so. Benji. So, yeah. Were you a big Benji fan? Again, not a, not a big Benji <laughs> fan. So I'm not liking your list about, so far. What about the shaggy honest. dog? So, <laughs> yep, nope, not on my list. I don't know what you've been doing research on. Okay, not Beethoven. good choices. Okay, who's the uh, main actor in that? Without, could you Charles Groban or something like that? Is that his name? Yeah. I hate really him as an actor. I do How not come? like him as an actor. Uh, I think it's because he was in <laughs> Beethoven. Um, I think that's what drove me to the point. Now, I mean, I like the movie, but it's just 
it's that same kind of like Dennis the Menace kind of uh, yeah. Okay, but it's fair. not on my list. Okay, what not about on my list? You have the no, no, worst no, no, no. list no, no, thus no. far. I have movies. to be honest. I'm just, I'm just, you know, pr- Are you priming the pump out there, so to speak, as to <laughs> okay well, the audience to and you know very well known movies that feature dogs. Um, sure. Not necessarily my favorites, but the world favorites. You know. So, okay, okay. what about 101 Dalmatians? Everybody loves that movie. Yeah, again. Okay, it's not not on my list. What about Old Yeller? Yeah. Yeah, that one was depressing, especially when uh, Pa had to take him behind the shed and shoot him in the head. Uh, Uh, Spoiler (laughs) alert. (laughs) Jeez. There might be some people. Well, the goddamn that. dog got rabies or something like that, so it shouldn't have shouldn't have gotten rabies. Um, what about yeah. Lady and the Tramp? You gotta love Lady and the Tramp, what? <laughs> I, can't, I can't even believe you wrote these down. I don't know what we're doing here <laughs> okay. today. Okay, so, these are again, terrible. I'm setting the stage and letting the audience okay. know. Of well. Some of the more "quote unquote" famous dog movies. These aren't my movies. Okay. From that standard, I, I see where you're going because yes, those do fit in the category of movies that feature dogs. So I, so, I see where you're at on there. What about one from okay. your list? So I have, there? I do have a top three, but uh, okay. I will say that probably the number one would be Isle of Dogs. And I know that we've talked about this on previous podcasts, especially with Stat because he loves Wes Anderson. But uh, yeah. I also think that Isle of Dogs, uh, it also has a today kind of real world kind of tinge to it. Whereas the dogs sure. in that movie get the dog flu and then they're sent to Trash Island. And with the coronavirus as prevalent as it is today, um, there is a chance that we're going to have to start shipping people off to Trash Island if they catch the coronavirus. Yeah. (laughs) Trash Island. You know, I feel like I'm a pretty well-versed individual. I pay attention to, you know, pop culture or things that are going on in the world. Um, I, I don't know anything about the coronavirus except for and that's bad <laughs> and uh i mean i know it's it, it will make you sick i guess can you like beat it or do people oh yes um, if they get let's it? let's just say this josh a majority of people that get this completely fine they don't die you know the people that do die are old people are you yeah are you it attacks older, younger so poor immune systems it's not as bad from what i'm told as the the flu so influenza a influenza b um it the symptoms are milder than that what it does do though is it attacks the respiratory system and so if you already have a compromised immune system or you're elderly uh, it could definitely take a toll on you and kill you, but a maj- yeah, or you might or get you will get sent to Trash, trash Island. Island. Yes, of course. Of course. So the the big thing that I want the audience to remember is washing your hands goes a long way. So just wash wash your hands. Yeah, it's true. 
I guess you could say use hand sanitizer. Uh, I think that that would work as well, but not in lieu of washing hands. Wash your hands. Yeah. Wash your hands and then take a pump of hand sanitizer. Rub it around. (laughs) Yes. Do you have sound effects there? And and, uh, nailed it. By the way, I knew exactly what was happening. And make sure that you are thorough. with rubbing the hand sanitizer all around the nooks and crannies of your hand. So that's that's the biggest thing yeah. or piece of advice that I would give the audience. So I will say, though, <laughs> that there are people freaking out about this. People are people are canceling trips. Oh, for sure. Uh, so our broker in Denver was going, uh, Kyle Underwood, I love him to death. Uh, so next week he has a couple different tours, including one with our team. And there was this group from Dallas that we're going to fly out to Denver next week to do a big tour and, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. And they canceled it because of the coronavirus. And I just find that I just find it silly because it's not like people are turning into zombies. I mean, people are just getting the cough and then they're okay. And it's just, well. They canceled. Yeah, they South canceled. Southwest. Yeah, they canceled this all these too. big things. So there is, I guess, a slight chance that our real estate tour next week could get canceled as a result of the coronavirus. I think it's silly if it does, but whatever. It's a big thing. Yeah, and then the plane will go take us to Trash Island. So. Straight, to trash, straight island. to Trash Island. So, uh, so I think. For this particular format, since it's just the two of us, um, let's 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 go. Let's alternate movies, so it's not not just okay. me doing my top three. Let's just alternate. So, what sure. what do you got? Well, if we're gonna like start at the top and kind of work our way down, for me, it's got to be uh, Turner and Hooch. I love it. I haven't seen so, that in a while. Tom Hanks. Yes. Yeah, still holds up. So we watched it with the kids. Um, and yeah, just good, good wholesome, wholesome song, comedy dog destroying, destroying the house, which everyone can relate to any pet owners. Uh, this was especially important for us because our dog was tearing up our house. <laughs> uh, that first year that we had her literally couches were falling apart and she's tearing up quilts and like, it was ridiculous, but, uh, she has stopped doing that thankfully. But, uh, but yeah, no, I just that that's got to be my top one. On, you know, one thing on that I list, love about so. a majority of dog movies is there's always that quintessential quintessential shot of the jo- the dog jumping over something, and when the dog jumps over, whether it's an end table or an ottoman or a child or a, or a, car, or a car, there's always that quintessential nut shot where it just shows the big bulging sack of the dog (laughs) 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 flapping in the wind as it goes across right up in your face and it's like whatever so there must be like a dog movie school where they tell any future directors of dog movies you know what Let's just make sure Let's get the, you, you've got to dog sure nut show the dog's nuts. <laughs> and it's got to be in there, and it's got to be big. And you've just got to go for it. And I think that a lot of these movies have a pretty decent dog nut shot. So, yeah. 
I mean, in retrospect, I would say at least three of the Show movies on nuts. my list have have dog nuts in them like that is they show that yeah important shot and i think turn all three of those so is a prime example of a dog nut shot yeah i know oh my god it's so big and you would have like fences clearly don't do anything or or like doors yeah or anything for this dog and I can't even get my dog to go through the doggy door when there's a <laughs> flap on it. Like, we had to remove the flap because she was too sensitive with her nose to get through there. And this this dog, Hooch, is, you know, tearing through doors to get into other rooms. He messes up uh, all Can of you believe records. that? Uh, yeah. Ru- ruined shoes. Oh, and I, and bet, come on. I bet there was, was just a, ridiculous. Uh, a scene... Where he was chewing on a tennis ball, and there was saliva all over that tennis ball. Yeah, right. and then oh, and yeah. then a lot of, lot of slobber. Hooch wanted Turner to throw that that tennis ball to you know play fetch, uh-huh. and and Turner was looking at it, going like, "It's a tennis ball with dog saliva all over it." Was that on that? Was that a scene on that movie? Yep. No, I think. I, I, I think it was Fair. in all of these movies that I have written down now. So that's that's clearly that's a, it wasn't that's another Wizard of Oz that I or think all teachers teach future directors in dog movie school is you got to get a good nut shot and then you got to get a good tennis ball with saliva sh- saliva scene on there too. So, do you think that's like a uh, like for directors classes, you know, college classes or whatever that it might be? Is that like oh, a level one? Is that a, a hundred? No, that's, that that's like a, a 102 kind of thing. Absolutely. That's a 101. Absolutely. Okay. It's not until, you know, like 204 or 307 where they're really getting into, you know, kind of the gritty stuff of directing <laughs> dogs. Yeah. They're pulling, they're pulling yeah. away from the dog nuts and more on, on the Well, I think, you know, I sense, think really, so. you know, one of the hardest thing in, in a majority of dog movies is. <laughs> you, you now carry on. I'm listening. Is when the dog dies. I mean, you have to prepare the audience for the death of the dog because inevitably it's going to happen. And everybody hates it when a dog yeah. dies. I mean, I remember when we had to put Dennis down. It was a horrible day. It was a horrible day. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. inevitably, yeah. you get I over it. Too. Life moves on, and uh, you're a better person for it. Yeah. No, there'll always be <laughs> movies or shots that you'll be able to see. Yeah, I remember those huge nuts just jumping over that. me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if leaping over furniture, but I do. So, yeah. So, all right. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, but yeah, Tuner all right. is I'm... one of my favorites. So, what about so, you? So, number the next two, I've got to say, is going to be the Back to the Future series, where Einstein, the dog, as well as Copernicus, <laughs> Back to the Future 3, uh, plays a pretty big role in Doc Brown's life and is a crucial role uh, in every single film. And, you know, whether it's Einstein yeah. or Copernicus, I mean, they're right there next to Marty. They're right there next to Doc Brown. And the dog really doesn't tell a whole lot of the story, but it really makes the story 
more deep, if that makes any sense. Sure. Like in, in Back to the Future 3, for instance, when Copernicus was standing next next to uh, Doc Brown's grave, and Marty was like, what's wrong? I, what's wrong, boy? What's wrong, Copernicus? And then Marty goes over there to the headstone that Copernicus is sitting next to, and then Marty reads it and freaks out because it says, here lies Emmett Brown. And then Marty freaks out and he goes, Doc! Doc, you've got to get over here! And then Doc comes over, and what does he say when he sees his headstone there with Copernicus and Marty? Do you, do you know what Doc Brown says? Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, you've seen this one. Yes, he says, great Scott. Yeah. And that's really where the movie took a turn. Yeah. No, that was a critical moment. And all of the Back to the Future movies yes. is, is the dog. And so I, so kind of an unforgotten too. Like um, a lot of people don't. Oh, but I that do because I am a movie so, connoisseur. I'm yes, glad we're bringing this up. Yeah. So, so that's number two on my list. What about you? Uh, well, yeah. I have a few on here, but I mean, it should go without saying. Sticking with the same theme, to dog and then I'll go completely way off on the next couple. <laughs> well, there is the the important scenes okay. are in this as well, but I mean, yes, you that's go a uh, good call. I'm glad about you, dogs. I mean, I'm glad you touched come on. on this one. It, it needs to be it needs to be brought up. It needs to be talked about. So, um, since the entire movie was basically about a dog that they didn't really see, until the you know, end, and so. instead of a tennis ball, um, in my last instance, it's a baseball. It's a, yeah, saliva all over that baseball. But yeah, the best scene of that them, movie so. is when they're having the sleepover in the treehouse, and Smalls is telling the story, <laughs> and it just it reminds me, you know, just of being a kid, the innocence of a child, and you know how the imagination can just run wild. And as he's telling the story, he just keeps embellishing it and embellishing it. But the best movie from that, or the best line from that particular scene, and I use it to this day in many different instances, but when he goes, forever, forever. (laughs) Ever, forever, forever. I just see. I was thinking, like, my favorite scene of in Sandlot is all the pool stuff that they have. You know, as far as him walking down. Hey, ladies! I'm Sam, a bigger guy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Just reminds me of uh, definitely cannibal um, in those kind of situations. So. That's a good one. Obviously, those descriptions don't have anything to do with the dog. Well, I guess um, the sleepover scene, the one does, but not the pool scene. No, but that's a that's a coming of age movie that I I'm pretty sure every every person in this world loves because I don't know. There's so many different things aside from the beast uh, that. You know, just, it's a feel-good movie, and I think the thing, aside from the um, the treehouse scene, 
is the 4th of July scene when he, they're talking about how it was the only night of the year where they get to go and play baseball at night play and it's because all the fireworks light up the sky mm-hmm. and you know it just you know the block parties and everybody just hanging out like that's what we used to do when i was growing up uh for fourth of july is my parents used to have all these people over and we would have a barbecue at the house and then we'd walk down to the park where we would go and watch the fireworks and it just i i have a lot of wonderful memories growing up and the sandlot kind of encapsulates all of that for me and so that's another reason why I For love sure. the movie, uh, aside from just having a dog in it, uh, which is the main reason why I love that movie. But there's other reasons why I love that movie, and those are why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So With good reasons. So, all right. Well, that's another one to definitely put on the top. So what's the next one on your list? Well, there's a couple, Josh. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Um... <laughs> really, Josh? Really? <laughs> the papers, Josh. Give me the papers. Um, so, oh, this is a toss-up. So I think we've, uh, we've talked about the Kingsman and the Secret Circle uh, before in past podcasts. Mm-hmm. But Mr. Pickles uh, was Harry's dog when he was training <laughs> And that was that's a that's a good poll, by the way. As far as that dogs. was actually so. a very key moment in Harry's training within the movie because he had to kill Mister Pickles, and so he had to put the gun up to the dog's head and pull the trigger. Little did Harry know that the chamber was filled with a blank as opposed to a real bullet, but it was to test the resolve of the agent, and so Harry pulled the trigger and he proved that he was going to be a wonderful agent for the the kingsman and he actually didn't kill mr pickles uh mr pickles survived uh because it was a blank but uh that carries through in how they tell the story with eggsy uh and his and how you know, Harry became Eggsy's mentor and brought Eggsy up in the story. Mm-hmm. And then it also carries through in the second Kingsman as well, where there's reference to Mr. Pickles. And that's actually what snaps Harry um, out of his kind of amnesia thing in the second one. So that's another movie where a dog played a crucial role in this the telling of a story. Yeah, no, that's... I actually I didn't have that on my list. I wasn't even thinking that way. So that was a really thank good, you. Uh, it's a good poll. I appreciate so that. Props on that. Yes, one. thank you. Very well done. So, well, uh, dog balls or dogs? Theme, um, <laughs> just dogs in general. But I was thinking kind of the the action movies and such. You know, the entire John Wick series is the whole premise of that movie is the fact that these Russians came in and. They stole his car, but they also killed his dog. And that's kind of the running theme throughout and every movie. Um, you know, obviously the dog dying in the first one, him getting a new one at the end, that him keeping that dog and throughout the whole second film. And then on the third one, um, uh, when Halle Berry's uh, character comes in, she has two dogs uh, that she, you know, helps use 
to be an assassin. And that one, especially, uh, you know, the dogs jumping over things and biting people and such. Um, actually, those action sequences are pretty cool. Um, incorporating the dogs and I've kind of seen some behind the scenes stuff on there too. See, yeah, I neat. still need so, to see this John Wick um, series. I know we've talked about yeah, it in you the really last do. podcast, and I just need to bite the bullet. And well, the only thing that concerns me, especially when you get to that point, like it's been so long, and I think it's the same issue that um, at least I I want to believe it's the same issue that you have when it comes to Star Wars, is that there's been so much buildup and so much hype about it. And then if you go into it, you're like, yeah, it was good. You know? So I just think if you go into that, that series or the, those movies and just be like, yeah, that's, you know, with not all the hype and watch them, especially with the John Wick ones. Cause I don't want to keep building it up, but I do like them. I like all of them. Um, all three, uh, kind of can, are pretty good. Um, yeah, just don't, don't build it up too much. Cause then you're just going to be like, yeah, whatever. I saw it. It was okay. So, whereas I think if you're just kind of going to it with like, yeah, I want to see him, you'll kind of get a different gotcha. ending out of it. Well, I'm Take definitely going to check it out at some point. So, I'll get yeah, there. I'll you'll get, get there. there. So, yeah. So a couple. We all know you'll get there. A couple honorable mentions uh, for me are going to be Frank and Weenie, the Tim Burton film, the animated one. I like that one a lot. and that that again um, is about a dog dying and uh, the resolve of the little child to push through it and then it you know turns into him bringing the dog back to life and uh, you know I'm going to be honest with you that one wasn't really believable I don't really believe that uh, you can bring a dog back to life uh, with lightning but maybe I'm wrong I've never tried it have you? Yeah, well, no, I haven't tried it, but I knew a guy once who tried it. What was his so, name? Just once, though. <laughs> Can I call <laughs> him? He's legendary. <laughs> just well, to I want to see out if it's true or not. It actually works. So, yeah. Well, I think we, should, we could probably do some sort of set up an experiment where we could just maybe do it Fair. with person. Well, let's do it with Jansen. Well, seems like he would be the appropriate well, person yeah, to use. Well, yeah, you know, and he's situation. probably on his way up to uh, Wisconsin or more Minnesota as he's listening to this one. So he's probably getting a good chuckle out of it. So, so he always likes to be mentioned. <laughs> I think so. in every single podcast that we do, we have to mention Skogs and we have to mention Jansen at least once. Okay. Yeah. So we got fair. Jansen. We check so. Jansen. We, we, still haven't made, we still haven't made fun we'll of get Skogs and him somewhere. listening to shitty music yet, but I'm sure we'll find some point to plug that. So. <laughs> well, I decided to say that. <laughs> you know, another uh, kind of, especially when you talk about Frank and Weenie, we've kind of moved into semi the you know mm-hmm. animated series ones. Um, and, That's, uh, that was the next Secret one. Life of Pets yes. and Secret Life of Pets 2. They're just my kids. They're love just funny, and th- yeah, and I, I can sit down and watch them, and you know that some of the humor, they things that they sneak in there that the kids won't really get, but the parents and adults I would. Agree. I just love that kind of stuff, and yeah, that one's you filled know, 
with them. It's interesting because where? Louis C.K. did the the voice of Max on the first one, and then Patton Oswalt did the second one. And I remember when when we watched the second one, I was like, wait, that's not Max's voice. Louis C.K. is is Max's voice, and this is Patton Oswalt. So then I did a little uh, Google searching as to why isn't Louis C.K. the voice of Max in Secret Life of Pets 2? And I forgot... That's because he he went through that, Louis C.K. Yeah. went through the whole sexual harassment kind of. He, it wasn't it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't assault. Yeah, blackballed, but it so. was he uh, forced himself upon a woman that was not warranted. Correct, something like that. Uh, yeah, that's something like that. So I think it was yeah definitely part of the Me Too movement. Can't so do that, that was a big one on there. So. That's why he wasn't in there. I will say that I thought Patton Oswalt did a good job. See, I like Patton Max Oswalt in, the second one. in, in I, general, but I, do too. I think his best performance, though, for me, is Ratatouille. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. He does. He does good in that one. So, but anyway, any other honorable mentions that you so gotta have? I've on got that? a couple one more. So. The Grinch obviously has Max the dog. My kids love that oh, movie. Yeah. I happen to despise it. Uh, every every Grinch movie that has been created, my kids have effectively made me hate all of them because they watch them all the time. <laughs> and it doesn't matter what time of year it is. Uh, Brinley was wildly into the original animated one. The newest animated one by the Illumination, the same people that did uh, the Minions and Despicable Me. And then the Jim Carrey version of The Grinch. They watch all of them over and over. So which is your least... The Jim Carrey Most one for hated sure. Or I hate that one? one now. Like yeah. My kids completely ruined it for me. And I can't... I just can't stand it. Like so, when I hear the music come on from the other room, I pretty much vomit. Uh, that's just the way that my my body reacts to it. Immediate. And I'm like, God damn it, you missed it. you you messed this up because it was a beloved story when I was a kid. I loved watching The Grinch, and my children have ruined it for me. But Max yeah. the dog plays. Uh, a huge role in that uh, in that story, and part of it, part of why the Grinch grows his heart back is because of Max the dog. I think that that's that's really a uh, it really uh, you know pulls at the heartstrings there. Sure, sure. No, that's true. And I'm not a huge fan of the Jim Carrey. I, I don't really like the Grinch uh, much, any of them, but I like the the animated one that just came out. It's better. I haven't seen it as much it's definitely, as the Jim Carrey one. I I enjoy it, and I like I like anything that that studio puts puts out. So like all the Despicable Me and the Minions yeah. uh, movies, uh, they're great, and they do a really really good job. And so again, it was a very well done film. It's just when you hear it and watch it all the time it just gets old and um yeah it makes me want to jump off a cliff yeah. uh so anyway 
So I apologize for those who have loved ones that jumped off a cliff. So. And, uh, by no means am I trying to diminish the importance of that, but I definitely want to jump off a cliff when my kids watch The Grinch. Yeah. Well, we're actually learning a lot about you on this. Like, this is getting real personal. Well, I want the audience to, to know who I am. Movies. <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah, they don't well, already. The, all, all five of us. The guy or gal in we know who you doesn't are. know us. Now they have That's a better true. Now they have a better Josh houses of, of that one. So, so well, the last one on my list, um, and up is uh, another animated. Oh. But uh, no, but I did, I did think about it. I did think about putting on that because I do love that part too. Um, but was uh, oh. it's actually Bolt. Um, I really like that movie, um, and I'm not a huge John Travolta fan, you know, who voiced the the character of Bolt, uh, or Miley Cyrus for that matter. Who did you know that? The, did you know that she parties in, in there? USA? But really, <laughs> yeah. And J- John Travolta something. just so yeah, he John is Travolta definitely just a wrecking ball. Staying alive. Oh, yeah, Staying he alive. definitely has Saturday Night Fever. So, but uh, no, for for that movie, really, the hamster <laughs> kind of steals the show. I agree. Who's the voice of the hamster? Sure. Uh, I'm gonna look it up. I have no idea. Hold on, but I, I really it. should look it up because because uh, that is definitely the best part when what makes that whole movie. What's the hamster? That hamster. Name? So. No, hmm. I uh, clearly not. Here, I'll it's look Rhino. up the whole team. It's Rhino. So, so that's somebody that no yeah. one knows. Unfortunately, his name is Mark Walton. Let's see what Mark Walton has done aside from the hamster. Hmm. So, well, I think that's well, all he, he needs. Chicken to do Little, Tarzan, Turbo, so Bolt, obviously. Uh, home on the range. Oh, so he does a lot. The emperor, the the emperor. He does a lot of voice acting. Uh, so it looks like yeah, he's definitely a voice guy. That's kind of cool. Okay. (laughs) I'll get my ball. Yeah, but anyway, I wouldn't say much as far as the dog, but since obviously it is about Bolt is a dog. Um, in it, uh, but the hamster just does it for me. He is literally my favorite character. Did you that, know that Bolt is also in that a movie, reference to so. lightning? <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah, yeah, it back see, to there you go. That one. So I had up on mine all as well because Kevin the to- talking dog is amazing. And He's we've also mentioned that movie. Dog. In previous podcasts, so it just keeps coming up because it's such a great movie. So, the very last dog kind of reference that I want to make known here to the audience is 
Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has a couple great dog scenes with Brad Pitt and his pit bull. Oh. In the trailer. And the pit bull. And he goes home, and his yep. pit bull is there, and he's a loyal dog, and he feeds him, and, you know, they they have a great relationship, and then the dog plays a pretty pivotal role at the end in defeating the bad guys. Yeah. Uh, didn't they say he had to, like, put honey or something on his... Oh, really? I did ...to have the dog come lick it? I'm sure. I don't know. Yeah. I, I haven't heard that. I, I, it was something like that where they had to well, do heck. that, and I think Brad Pitt was a little scared just because you know sure, Pitbull coming honey at you. On your neck, I'd lick it um, too. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. Especially Brad Pitt's. He's so dreamy. It's so true. I, I think it's because he's he's just so. very well liked by a lot of people. Well, well, he, just, he gets, he gets to, a lot he gets of people, me. Joshua. So. He gets a lot of people. <laughs> It's true. So, well, right on. Well, can you believe it? We got I mean, through an entire mini podcast. I can't believe movies with we dogs did a mini podcast. Stats going to be so pissed, but who cares? Oh, I can't wait. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, don't don't worry. We're still going to do <laughs> the year two thousand, and stat will come back. Um, yeah, if he ever stops working. But uh, yeah, we thought it'd be fun to do this little little side project. We should we should tell the audience full dogs. disclosure so. that we were contemplating: do we just do another Right Angle Donuts podcast, or do we create a new podcast in lieu of because you know Stats not able to make it called the Donuts? But we opted that we were going to do just a mini episode of the Right Angle Donuts. And have this for the listening pleasure of all of our audience. Yeah, and why do why do a series or talk about movies like horror movies or comedies <laughs> or and like the, the so been done? But you you go out there as audience members, you go find the <laughs> podcast that's talking about movies of future dogs. And yeah, find I find me a better I dog movie you podcast to come up with that one because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can find a better one. Then you should listen to them. I think uh, we really set ourselves ourselves apart when we talked about the uh, nuts of the dog and and really explained the importance of movie. And that's That's a cinematic history that not a lot of people know about. Stuff that people really like. Yeah. Yeah. So, and now every time a dog appears on screen, they're going to be waiting (laughs) for the uh, dog nut shot flying up. Flying overhead, it's the, the slobbery. It's the ball. quintessential part of any great so, dog. It's going to happen. So. <laughs> yeah, that's what all makes right. it. Well, so, but we did it. All right. Well, I can't believe we did it, <laughs> but it happened. It is official. Well, this I can't is, wait till you end it be and get it posted because I'm sure. going to listen. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah, well thanks for everybody listening and again don't worry, we will be back with our our regular set podcast uh talking about the year two thousand. We just gave me a little extra time to be thinking about that. But and uh, stat you know, if you are listening sure you guys don't to forget this about podcast, us, which so. you probably not, we apologize in advance. 
He, he yeah. one, he doesn't even we listen to the resist. podcast, but two, yeah. he definitely doesn't make it to the end. Of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah so. he won't even hear the apology. So could be good, but all right, all right. Well, uh, yeah. All right, bro. Beans. Have a good night. We'll talk to you soon.